Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, March 13th. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. After two banks go under in a matter of days, President Joe Biden tries to assure Americans this isn't another 2008. President Biden made clear this morning that the government is going to pay back depositors in an effort to protect small businesses and workers after Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank collapsed. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills and stay open for business. He also made clear that his administration is going to hold those responsible accountable. The management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. Now, the president and his advisors are keenly aware that the American people from both parties have no interest in seeing their taxpayer money bail out banks again, especially in a scenario where executives get golden parachutes and all that imagery from the financial crisis in 2008 comes back. And they took pains in the Biden administration in crafting what they hope is a real solution here to avoid that kind of political imagery at all costs. That's why you heard the president say that the money to backstop depositors' funds will come from the fees that banks pay into the FDIC, that deposit insurance fund. So here's the deal. The agency, the FDIC, uses that fund, the deposit insurance fund, to help pay for operating costs and resolve failed banks. It is partly funded by collecting quarterly fees from FDIC-insured banks. As of December 2022, the fund's balance was $128.2 billion. Now, the administration's plan also had the president greenlighting a lending facility to back similar banks that might be very close to similar trouble that we saw from SVB. As you probably know by now, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed Friday morning when there was a bank run and a capital crisis that led to the second largest failure of a financial institution in U.S. history. SVB provided financing for almost half, almost half of U.S. venture-backed technology and healthcare companies. And this is where the math doesn't seem to totally add up, but at the end of 2022, the bank said it had $151.5 billion in uninsured deposits. Now, obviously, there were insured deposits as well, so you would think that would be a larger total, certainly larger than what we know on the balance sheet at the end of the year for that FDIC fund. Again, there are stark differences from 2008, and it's not that kind of 
TARP program that required legislation, purely taxpayer money, that helped these mega banks out back then. That is something that the administration believes there's no political oxygen or support to actually make legislation like that pass. And it's not just SVB, obviously. Sunday afternoon, state regulators seized Signature Bank after it was on the brink of failure. It was, by all accounts, a very intense weekend in the financial world, in the U.S. government. If you were dealing with this problem, it was a 36-hour sprint among some officials to prevent any kind of what they call contagion, where this would grow so quickly out of hand. And the administration wanted to get its arms around it before markets opened on Monday in a way to try and isolate this banking failure. Normally, depositors at banks have up to $250,000 in protection per account guaranteed by the FDIC. So the administration's decision to guarantee all deposits, even all that uninsured money, is a quite unique solution. Today was a day for the administration to assess market reaction and political reaction to see if it worked. And most experts say it's going to take several days before we see if this is truly contained or not. Listen to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on CBS clearly carving out the difference of what the administration would attempt to do here with SVB and how that is not similar to what went on back in the 2008 crisis. Let me be clear that um, during the financial crisis, um, there were um, investors um, and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out and were certainly not looking and uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again, but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs. There's no shortage of political reaction to these events. There are those that are in current positions of authority or responsibility, like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy or Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who clearly raised concerns about systemic failure in the economy. But certainly neither man wanted to be seen as a proponent for anything approximating a bailout. Again, that is a politically toxic place to be. Listen to Nancy Mace, the Republican House member from South Carolina, who also wanted to rule out a bailout, but leave open the possibility of necessary intervention. It's still very early. Again, it's, I don't even think, been 48 hours. But at this time, I would not support a bailout. We cannot keep bailing out private companies um, because there's no consequences to their actions. People, when they make mistakes or break the law, have to be held accountable in this country. And again, what government intervention looks like and how much of the taxpayer dime is on the hook here and who actually benefits from government intervention. These are questions you hear from both the left and the right. Here's Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna, who actually represents much of Silicon Valley, on CBS yesterday. I have no sympathy for the executives, no sympathy for people who have stock there. But the depositors are protected. They didn't take risks. They just had their money in a bank. And we're saying those need to be guaranteed. At the White House today, President Biden also called on Congress 
and banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks, much like the Obama-Biden administration did in the wake of 2008. In fact, President Biden made sure to note the Trump administration legislation in 2018 that rolled back some of those Dodd-Frank provisions that the Obama administration had put into law. When you listen to financial experts, they say that there is no decoupling what occurred with SVB from the recent Fed interest rate hikes aimed at trying to stem inflation. And so now the question becomes, will the Fed halt its plan to continue to raise interest hikes given the potential repercussions inside the banking system. So watch for that very carefully in the days and weeks ahead. And this is now going to be a whole new political terrain for both the Biden administration and for the Republicans seeking to replace Joe Biden. This is going to become an extraordinarily hot topic where nuance will be lost and there will be a lot of speechifying and finger-pointing about who is to blame here. But there is no doubt that this situation is far more complex than our politics usually can accommodate. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.